you, Aaron and the music team, for reminding us what we come together at Unity to know every week, that we are here to see in a different light, to take a fresh look at things. And so we are continuing on in our series using Keith Pilgrim's book, Steps to Inner Peace. If you haven't already received one, they're on the table way in the back of Unity Hall. We've got lots of copies, so pick one up for yourself or someone else. We have been uh, making our way through, we began with the four preparations, you'll recall, and so uh, going back just for a little review real quickly, uh, our first preparation was about choosing a right attitude toward life, right? We were all invited to be aware of the attitude that we're beginning our day with. So how many of you have chosen your attitude for today? All right, good. What are your attitudes? What have you chosen? Peace? Joy, love, enthusiasm, right? So, yeah, choosing. How am I going to show up in this moment? And then in that, living into good beliefs, the second preparation, right? So it's not enough. Unity teaches this. It's not enough to know the truth. We could sit in here and say we know all we want, but unless we're living it, unless we're living into those good beliefs, we're not going to experience that inner peace that we're seeking. The third one was finding your place in the divine pattern. And so each of us, each of us is a divine expression of God. And so to live into that place and this pattern of life as that divine expression will help you to find that place of inner peace, will support you in that. And then last week was about simplifying your life, right? Letting go of those things or experiences that no longer serve you. So how many of you participated in that? Spiritual practice, great. What have you let go of this week? Fear, two pounds of fuel, clothes, control, good. Right, so letting go, simplifying your life. And so this week we move into our purification, purifying our body and our mind. Now again, seeing things from a, a new perspective. We don't often think about our bodies, maybe I should speak first. I don't often think about my body being sacred, being a temple of God, being a temple of the divine. As Talitha led us in that beautiful meditation, it was, you know, knowing, knowing that these hands as I touch someone are God's hands touching someone, that these arms as I hug someone are God's hands hugging someone. As I go about my day, it is God experiencing life and its physicality through my experiences. How often do we even think about that, right? And the wonder of our bodies. I'm so aware that so often I don't even think about my body until it has an ache or a pain, and then suddenly I'm thinking my body. Anybody else do that, right? But our bodies are wondrously made. A couple of weeks ago, I was gone because I was off doing my favorite physical thing to do, and it's skiing. And so we, we as a family, um, for like the last, I don't know, 28 years, if we were to go skiing, we would typically go somewhere good because, I'm sorry, uh, I, I don't get a lot of thrill out of the little, little hills around here, right? Like once you've experienced the big ones. And so what we would do is as a family, we would go off and ski for you know, five days or six days, just once a year. And what amazed me, what amazed me a couple of weeks ago when I was gone skiing, I hadn't been in a couple of years, was that 
I knew what to do. That I could, now this is in my mind, fly down the hill, right? And my body would know what to do. It would know how to catch itself if it hit a bump and I wouldn't fall over. It just amazes me. But every time, every time I go skiing, especially that first run down after not doing it for a year or two, I'm up at the top of the hill going, okay, God, are you ready? Here we go, right? Because I want to be in that awareness that the divine is experiencing the physicality of life through my actions, through this physical body that is me. It's not something we often think about. So I want to share with you where the Peace Pilgrim, what she speaks about with this idea of purification of body and mind. And for those of you who have your book and want to read along, I'm on page 9. Then I discovered that there were some purifications required of me. The first one is such a simple thing. It's purification of the body. This has to do with your physical living habits. Do you eat sensibly, eating to live? I actually know people who live to eat. (laughs) I think we recognize some of us, that one, right? And do you know when to stop eating? That is a very important thing to know. Do you have sensible sleeping habits? I try to get to bed early and have plenty of hours of sleep. You get plenty of fresh air, sunshine, exercise, contact with nature. You'd think that this might be the first area in which people would be willing to work. But from a practical experience, I've discovered it is often the last because it might mean getting rid of some of our bad habits. And there is nothing that we cling to more tenaciously. The second purification I cannot stress too much because it is purification of thought. If you realize, catch this, if you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought again. Ooh, that one hurts. If you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think another negative thought again. They can be powerful influences for good when they're on the positive side. And they can and do make you physically ill when they're on the negative side. Purification of body and mind. So what I love about unity is that unity has, since it began, talked about integrating the body and the mind together. Because so often what can happen is when you're focused on being a spiritual being, as our daily word reminded us today, I am a spiritual being, sometimes... We can get so caught up thinking all these great high spiritual things that we forget about and pay no attention to this physical body that we also carry around with us. And in fact, in some traditions, you're to deny this physical body. But unity doesn't have that approach. Unity began with the physical body. It began with Myrtle's physical body. And it combined together the physical body with thought, the importance of those two things working in harmony, integrated with one another. Those of you who know Myrtle's story, Myrtle, one of our, actually our founders, I look at Charles as the co-founder, because it began with Myrtle's healing. And Myrtle, all her life had been told, you are sickly, 
Myrtle, you can't do as much as other kids. Your body can't handle it. And when she was told that over and over again, that idea was claimed in her mind, and she lived out that idea. At the time of her uh, beginning to heal herself, she had been given like six to eight months to live. Then she heard a lecture. Many of you know this story. Lecture by E.B. Weeks. And in that lecture by E.B. Weeks, what she heard was, you are a child of God, and as such, you do not inherit sickness. It was the first time she heard such a radical idea. What do you mean? I'm not this sickly body? And so she began to work with that idea, to claim that idea, to hold that idea in her thoughts. She began to bless every cell, every atom, every organ of her body temple until in two years' time she was completely healed. And so in unity we have this beautiful blending together of harmonizing our thoughts that we're holding and our body together so that we can demonstrate wholeness and health, right? So I appreciate that about unity. In unity, there are actually three trinities. So the first one is the one we all know about. That is? Right. Good job. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right? So unity teaches this. Father, divine mind, all that is. Son, that Christ Spirit that is in you and I. And Holy Spirit, it's that breath of God, that movement of God from divine mind through the activity of our life into demonstration. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The second of the trinities in unity is mind, idea, expression. And so again, we have this knowing God is divine mind. And in divine mind, there is all possibility, including a perfect divine idea for you, for your life, for this day, for you. And it is our job to bring that divine idea forward from divine mind and express it. So the second in the Trinity is mind, idea, expression. The third in the Trinity is spirit, soul, and body. So we recognize that God is spirit. Charles Fillmore said, if God is spirit, then I can connect with God spirit to spirit. And he would sit in meditation every night, going to headquarters, as he put it, right? Connecting to that spirit of all that is. Soul, we are each a unique, individualized expression of God as a soul. And that soul then demonstrates outwardly in our physical body. And so our physical body, your physical body, is a part of that trinity in unity. It's sacred. It's holy. Unity has always had that idea. So one of the things that I did, one of my resources that I absolutely love is truthunity.net. So I got onto truthunity.net this week, and what I found was some great information about this. And uh, it was back in the 1940s, there was a gentleman at the time who was in charge of uh, Unity's religious studies. And I want to make sure to get his name right, so that's what I'm looking for. Okay, his name was Leroy Dale, Dr. Leroy Dale. He was a chiropractor. And so, of course, being a chiropractor, he was focused on physicality as well. And so what he did as the director of the religious studies at that time was he would invite all the unity ministerial students 
to come and they would sing songs and they would do affirmations and they would do exercises every day, every day as they gathered together. And so I thought I would share with you some of those things. Um, and what we're going to do is send out a link. If you're on our e-blast, you'll get a link to this so that you can look it up. All right? So the first thing that's listed there are unity songs. Unity songs. Minds. Remember, we have to purify our minds. So I think about myself. I don't know if you do this, but I'll experience a little twinge or a pain. And how many of you go up to the Internet and click on WebMD and put in your symptoms, right? And your first thought goes to, oh, my God, what if it's the worst-case scenario? Anybody do that? So we need to purify our mind. We cannot hold this between services. There was somebody who told me that they have a relative, and they, were, they saw him writing down in his notebook, and he asked, what are you writing down? And what he was writing down was his aches and pains so he wouldn't forget what hurt. Now, we can laugh at that, right, because that seems humorous to us, but how many times do you engage in conversation with someone else sharing, oh, my God, let me tell you about my aches and pains, Right? Is it any different? So what unity teaches is that we need to purify our thoughts. We need to come around to remembering the truth. And one of the greatest ways to do that is with a song. How many of you, when you hear a song come on the radio and sing along, feel so much better, right? Music is that healing thing. So there's, there's a whole list of songs on this page. And what Unity would do is they'd take these songs and they would put it to a tune that everybody was familiar with. So this is back in the 1940s. So they might create a song that went to the tune Beautiful Dreamer. They'd create a song that went to Polly Wally Doodle every day. Or the one in front of this one that we're not going to do this one was they, they created a song to the, to the chorus of Hinky Dinky Parley Boo. Right? Anybody remember that one? So this one is to the tune of Farmer in the Dell. I think the words are going to come in the back of me. God's Spirit lives in me. God's Spirit lives in me. Radiating through each cell. God's Spirit lives in me. Let's do it again. God's Spirit lives in me. God's Spirit lives in me. Radiating through each cell. God's Spirit lives in me. Now imagine when you get that next ache or pain and you want to get someone to listen to you about how your body is hurting. What might be wrong? Imagine if you caught it and recognized and realized, I need to purify my mind and body at this moment, and so I'm going to let that thought go, and instead I'm going to turn to the truth. God's Spirit lives in me. God's Spirit lives in me. Radiating through each cell, God's Spirit lives in me. So those unity ministers would gather together every morning before their study. And they'd start by singing these songs. And what uh, Leroy told, told them was, tells us in this material is to sing the words first and then to hum the words. Because in the humming, a vibration is created. And that vibration is very healing. Right? So even if you don't remember the words, you can remember the feeling of it and just hum along. Then they would move to their affirmations and their exercises. So we don't often move a lot in church, right? We sit in our seats, and you all sit there and look at me and listen to me, but not today, because today we are talking about harmonizing our body and mind, and what good would it do if we didn't actually get up and do what we're saying we need to do, right? We're going to start with the affirmation. I thank God for perfect life 
freely, flowing freely through every cell of my body. Will you all join me in that? I thank God for perfect life flowing freely through every cell of my body. Imagine that. This is the truth. It's not true because we're saying it. We're saying it because it's true. I give thanks for perfect life flowing freely through every cell of my body. Now, you can sit right where you're at. These particular exercises in this part, you can sit with. So he recommends putting your hands off to the side, down, right? And then begin by flexing your fingers. So just flexing your fingers, waking up your hands. These are very simple. These aren't like lifting weight exercises. Now we just move our arms. Just up and down. Just imagine as you're doing so that very life energy of God moving through every cell and atom of your arms. And we lift them up this way. How amazing that we can do this. Not everyone can do this. Right? And we put them down by our side and we turn them back and forth. Back and forth. And I'm not going to go through them all because I'm going to send you the link and you can do them. But this is what they would do. They'd start here. Right? Then they would go to their next set of exercises, which began again with an affirmation. Divine love in me dissolves all irritations and all obstructions in mind and body and restores perfect motion to every muscle and joint. Okay, so together. Divine love in me dissolves all irritation and all obstructions in mind and body and restores perfect motion to every muscle and joint. Now what I love about that is you catch how the cause of the, the pain in my muscles and joints Start in mind, right? Because it's irritations and obstructions in my mind that are now demonstrating and realizing in my body as obstruction in my muscles and my joints. So for this one, I'm going to invite you to stand up. This might be a a little bit more challenging, but I know we can find space. We're going to put our arms out, right? So spread out if you need to, right? And now we're just going to, you know, we all remember this from gym class, right? We go forward for a little while, feel the free flow, and then backwards. Look, no aches, no pains, because the life energy of God is moving through. Excellent. We take a breath, and I'm going to invite you. You can sit back down for a moment. We have one more we're going to get up for before we're done. But Next, we move to the next affirmation and set of exercises. I give thanks to God that my eyes are made perfect. I give thanks to God that my eyes are made perfect. Again, how many times do we think about our eyes and the wonder of the perfection of our eyes to, to, you know, the pupils dilate and contract and know just what to do? Isn't it amazing? But we don't think about it until we can't see well. And so daily to, to take the time to recognize and realize, thank you, God, that my eyes are made perfect. So for this one, we close your eyes, and with your eyes closed, look up and down, up and down, and then left and right, left and right, and then circle to the right, and then circle to the left, and then to the right, and in that way, it would exercise 
for ours on a daily basis. I love this next one. This next one reminds me, uh, first the affirmation, through the power of God in me, I can see perfectly near and far. Through the power of God in me, I can see perfectly near and far. And this particular exercise, I know it comes from the yogic tradition because I've read it in that tradition. It's about breathing. And so with your two fingers here, plug one nostril and breathe in. And then the other nostril and breathe out. And you can see several breaths out. We breathe consciously in that yogic tradition. I think those are pranayama. Pranayama. What does that do to your emotion? Pranayama. I am right. Okay, pranayama exercises, right? Getting that life force going within us. And so they would take the time to stop and to breathe there. And then (laughs) this final one doesn't actually have an affirmation in front of it, but I love it. It's jumping exercises. And he says in parentheses, to be performed with discretion. Right? Right? So if you are able to do so, I invite you to stand up. How many times do you get to jump in church, right? Right? And so I want you to just kind of, you know, jump around. There we go. Jump around. Get that energy going, right? Look at how fun and joyful and alive we feel. All right. And we can stop. And you can sit down. You can sit down. And I just want to point out, what do you hear? Laughter, joy, right? Moving our bodies, expanding our minds to what is possible. And so I wanted to bring that to you today. Because this is what's so important for us. We eat right and get enough sleep and exercise, not as sometimes the world would have us think, you know, because we have to fit into a smaller size pair of pants. Or we have to attract that perfect partner. Or whatever the world might tell us that we need to do this for. Drinking lots of water and getting sleep. No. Why do we do it? Not only for ourselves. But because this is the divine temple of God. Imagine, if you will, how you might treat yourself. If you really got and lived into that idea that this body is the host to God. How might you eat differently? How might you go about your day in this body differently? If you really got, really at a deep level, this body is a temple to the divine. That's why I take care of it. And I'm combining that with the thoughts that you're holding about your body creates the purification necessary to experience that inner peace. So how many of you are ready to work on that this week? Yay! All right, so we have our spiritual practice. So our spiritual practice, it comes right out of this this, um, material that I just read. How are you treating your body? Do you eat sensibly with food that is nourishing? Do you have sensible sleeping habits? Do you get plenty of fresh air, sunshine, and exercise. And then what is one thing, just one thing, one thing you can do this week 
to treat your body as that temple of God? How would that be for you? And if you're willing to do so, do that. And then when we come back next week, you know I'm going to be asking the question, right? What did you do? What did you do to treat your body as the temple of the divine? The second thing that I want to share with you is uh, something that you could do. It's community. So here at Unity Spiritual Center, we, we have this beautiful community. And in this beautiful community, we have opportunity to come together and to, you know, share food together and to fellowship with one another. It happens after service. You know, some people find our community time as much a sacred practice as being here in service, right? Because it's that time of connecting with one another while we take care of our bodies. Well, I found out that we are down kitchen angels. Now, how many of you remember last summer? Right? We, we gave the kitchen angels a break. And rather than coffee, we had some lemonade. And we heard grumbling about that. <laughs> like, I miss my coffee. Right? So the kitchen angels, they've just recently lost three. I asked Alyssa last service, what are we intending? How many more kitchen angels do we need? She's holding the intention for seven more. And we had one let us know last service. So the pressure's on. Right? But if you would like to consider, you've been thinking about, I'd like to get into some sacred service here at Unity Spiritual Center, this would be a way that you can do so, to volunteer as a kitchen angel. And all that that entails is that one Sunday a month at either 9 or 11 a.m., you help to make the coffee, to get the goodies out, to clean up afterwards once a month. And if that is something that you feel called to do, please stop by our concierge desk after service and let them know, and they'll give the information uh, to, to listen. So, this temple, this body is a temple of God. Can you say that with me? This body is a temple of God. Let's go forth this week and treat this body as the temple of God that it is and feel the peace that, that doing so brings to us. Thank you, and God bless.